Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Erin Flaherty. Hello, Erin. How are you? Hi, Jess. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited for you to be on here. We met, I feel like I say this about a lot of us, but we met forever ago. We finally got you on here because so many good changes have been happening in your life. So let me tell everybody why you are so amazing. Erin is an entrepreneur for 16 years and has a array of success and failures, which have led her to where she is now. You grew your bookkeeping firm to 10 employees before you sold it. And now you're able to do the CFO and bookkeeping work that you love without the elements of owning your own business that you she didn't love. And now that I've learned, you also have a business called Rocket Fuel. So I would love to hear from when we first last met, where you sold your business, you're creating some new things, and now you have your business Rocket Fuel. Can you tell everybody all about it? Yes. Thank you. So what I realized from the time that I met you is that I realized that what really gets me out of bed and what just gives me that drive feeling is making things simple and more efficient. Like just in a nutshell, if someone tells me, oh, I, you know, I do this and then that, and it's like drives me crazy. I'm like, wait, 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 why, why are you doing all these steps? Actually, we can, we can accomplish the same goal with as much excellence, but in fewer steps. And I feel like that's really maybe why I'm on this planet. You know, it's a little bold. So I, um, some of my clients, some of my CFO clients were starting to ask for certain things because artificial intelligence, for example, is huge. Now everybody, you know, every technology tool is using AI. So some of my CFO clients were like, Hey, can you help us, you know, help with our HR with, with AI? Can you help us copyright with AI? And I'm like, yes. And so I'm sort of obsessed because AI is efficiency and more simple. It's a little scary, you know, especially while it's new, but I realized this is a tool that can help others make their businesses more efficient, especially with so many hiring challenges these days. Everybody feels like they're short-staffed. They can't find quality people. So I thought, well, people are asking for this. Why don't I sort of have this leg of my consulting business that focuses on technology, AI, and just ultimately making things more efficient and simple? Love it. I like it because I feel I'm seeing both sides. People super stoked for the AI piece, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to just do my emails this way. I'm right. going to do this this way. I've been in a lot of networking groups where they put their like 30 second commercials in AI, right? All those things. But then I have the other side where, oh my God, it's new. It's changed. This is scary. I don't know anything about it. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, yes, a lot of people are excited about it, but you also still have people who don't even know what AI is, or they're still doing things so antiquated where they're 20 years behind. They're not just five years behind where they don't know about AI. They still have Betty in the office, you know, checking emails one by one. And they're even just forget AI for a second. There are so many ways companies can automate their processes so that Betty's not overworked. You know, she has an email comes in and maybe she's deleting the same 30 emails every day because it should go to junk. So I can help automate and say, Hey, get, guess what, Betty, you don't even have to see that email. It's going to go, you know, let's automate it. You know, so there are just so many companies in so many different spots. It's not just AI, but that's a new tool. And what you made me think of too, is kind of going back to that beginning statement that you had about that simple and efficiency. And I think a lot of times when people think of something so small like that, like removing junk email where, yeah, I do this 30 times a day or three times a week, 30 times a day and not realizing how much that stuff really adds up. 
and just clouds your in your screen. I mean, how how much is just seeing that? It's not even even the time. It's like just seeing that and feeling like you have 50 emails and maybe you only have 20. And how many of us, I feel like all of us have just went, oh, I just cleared out all my emails and that's exactly what it is. And that's what it is half the time. And before I even sign on, I'll skim through and go, okay, that's junk, that's junk, that's junk. And I've also done the unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. So I'm going, do I need you in my inbox on a daily, weekly basis? Right. And then, and, and taking it a step further, what I've learned is just giving your future self a gift by taking even, I think what, what gets people is they don't want to take extra time now. Cause they're like, I don't have time. So they can't even imagine spending a little extra time, but I would argue that spend the extra time to then never see it again. So not, you know, and unsubscribe is great. Sometimes you create a filter to where if it has certain words or if it's from a certain organization, like you're never going to see anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that you said that future self gift. I actually wrote that down. I'm like, I like that because that's what it is. You're giving that future self a gift. And what you're saying too, in my mind, how I'm reading it is I'm growing a business. I'm going to become bigger, busier and things like that. And I'm going to have to simplify efficient, right? All these words that you're saying. And so if I, I have to treat myself today as if I'm that CEO tomorrow. And so I think that's exactly what you're saying is do these little steps because these little steps add up and they become, make it more efficient. So when you become that CEO and things like that, it's, we're not still doing these things. Right. And actually I'm assuming it kind of gets you to that spot even quicker. Cause then you start to have that mindset. You just, you just get into a habit of, I'm going to have to spend a little extra time. You know, it's one thing, you know, it's quicker to delete the email than to unsubscribe, but it may be, it'll take a little longer to automate a process than to unsubscribe. You know, so it's actually what, what might I need to, what sacrifice might I need to make right now? Cause it is a little bit of a sacrifice every, you know, you're, you're actually spending more time now. Right. Right. But again, that future self, preparing yeah. that future self. So I absolutely love it. So tell me you know, someone's listening they're like, okay, she's saying things that I need. Can you clarify more of who exactly you work with, how they should reach you and all that kind of stuff? So I work with business owners and I would say a perfect person, like a, a really just who I'm finding really would like to work with me right now are business owners that they have a team. Maybe they don't have a team and that's fine. But what I'm finding is they're actually used to having a team and what worked before COVID isn't working now. We're sort of in this data. What I don't, I'm not sure what the trends are, but basically this is a post COVID era. And I feel like from 2023 to 2025 or 26, we're in data gathering. We're actually still trying to figure out how people act after COVID. And we can't say it yet. We can't say, oh, this is how people act. And this is how people act. We're all just being right now. And then in 2026, we'll have hindsight. So People are finding that what worked for them before the pandemic and during is not working. People's work habits have changed. Their standards have changed how they want to work. So they're stuck because they feel like they have that. They still have the same demand as far as work that needs to be done. Um, maybe they have sales issues that need to be. I, I actually can consult with sales. I'm a, a lifetime sales professional. And so I can help with that or I can help them sort of recreate their staffing structure, if you will, using some of these tools, using the staff that they already have. You know, sometimes people say, well, does this mean I have to get rid of my staff? Absolutely not. But you should be expecting more from them with these tools that they can use. You know what I mean? You're not chopping jobs, you know, necessarily, but you're making everybody more efficient. 
I like that you brought that up because I think a lot of times when someone brings in that executive coach or um, consultant and things like that, that's the first thing that a lot of people I think hear is that people are going to get chopped. And right. I think what you're saying is provide them with the tools that they need, but also meet them where they're at so your business can grow. And I, you know, just like you said, people are trying to figure out this whole COVID, post-COVID thing, right? Especially when it comes to jobs. And I think that's what a lot of people are realizing that who they were pre-COVID is not who they are now and not in a bad way, but maybe it's like, oh, this stuff is scary. This is how I'm going to act. I'm going to be a follower instead of before I was a leader or I need these kind of resources. So it's taking that time to learn what everybody needs, including yourself and where that next step for your business is and kind of using to the best capacity. But I think it's really scary. And I think you mentioned it earlier in your bio and you also mentioned it in your speech too. It's that failure piece. It's that change piece. And both those words, are very scary. Yes. It's yeah, it's not comfortable. It's not fun, but we're all kind of doing it a little bit because we're having, we're navigating this new, we, we have to fail to figure out how we all act now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's acting in this world. Yeah. You made me think of the next question, but before we get to that, it's going to kind of go into our stress piece of the segment is so business owners write down notes, saying everything you're saying, Aaron, they're like, Oh my God, I need her in my life. What is the best way for them to contact you? Um, email's great. And it's simply Consulting at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, um, I'm sure we'll link or something if you, you know, okay. Yeah. So email's great. Um, we'll, we'll chat. First chat's completely free to assess what's going on. And then we come up with the best solution for them, whether it's, you know, couple hours of consulting or whether it's a project, you know, to where this is the goal and we're going to get your email inbox automated. You know, I I'm very flexible as far as what we're going to do, but we'll figure out what they'd like to accomplish and how we can do that. Love it. Perfect. So I wanted to get to the next piece. Use what I ask a lot when it comes to my stress piece in my podcast is very much, what would your relaxed self tell your stressed out self and et cetera. But what I would like to ask you is what would your over the hump change, um, made it to the fit finish line, you know, checked it off the box, success person stage of your life, tell that failure at the low. Oh my God, I can't get over this part of my life. Oh, that's interesting. So another thing that, that changed from pre pandemic to post pandemic is I actually became really grounded in my faith. Um, and so I had zero faith before a, the, before the pandemic and, I was like, I don't believe anything. And, um, and I've become really grounded in my faith. And it's, it's funny because I'm a Christian and I'm an intellectual Christian. A lot of people are just like, just believe, just believe. But I'm like, no. And the reason I say that is I, I'm very grounded in my Bible, but it also makes sense. So it's one of those things where a lot of people say to you, well, what if it, none of it's real? Guess what? A lot of it still makes sense. And, and from a stress point, there are certain there are certain verses, you know, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You don't always need to be doing to make things happen. You know, if you're not a Christian, maybe you've heard of the rainmaker where the rainmaker simply just sat and wait for waited for rain. We don't need to hurry ourselves into, into what is ultimately going to happen for you. And I don't know if this resonates with you, Jess, but if you have you ever thought of the, the biggest thing, you know, you're you obviously are a hard worker. You're obviously successful. 
Have you ever thought about the things though, that have made, have meant the most to you in your life? They almost seem to effortlessly happen almost like they were meant to, you know, yes, you work hard and yes, you do the activities, but the things that were, that got you the biggest deals, they happened and you didn't have to claw your way to that. So I would say that I would say, you know, my faith and scripture just is like, you don't have to claw your way to the top. It doesn't work. Actually, it just leaves you burned out. You know what I heard? So if we, I love that you brought that up. I love that you, you know, regrounded to your faith, but for the people that, you know, maybe were in post pre COVID were like, la, 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 la. I'm not listening to faith, which is fine. Whatever, whoever, it's perfectly fine. But I think also what I'm hearing too, is that it's that hustle. It's that, that 24 seven work. It's that, let me keep working and grinding and overworking my gears and working on a low battery, working on, you know, no energy and that keep moving. What I'm hearing is things are going to happen. Keep working. Yes. Yes. Keep doing your things. It's obviously not going to just sit there and you do absolutely nothing at the same time. It's not just the hustle. It's the the run and breathe, the run and relax. It's the run and relax. And when I mean run, it's not like, it's let me do my my thing. Let me step back, process everything, take that time for me. And also to your point, you made me think it's so funny. Obviously as business owners, we network a lot. That's how you and I met. And, you know, my biggest deals, they're technically through networking, but they're relationships and the relationships that happened over time. It wasn't because I made the 600 phone calls. It was because I was like, Oh, Aaron, you want to grab a cup of coffee? Oh, Aaron, you know, this person, right. It was just, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, I hear both. I hear both. And, and a lot of these, and, and, you know, again, like I read the, like the Judeo Christian Bible, but a lot of these are in scripture. A lot of these, like the Sabbath for take example is like, you should rest one day. (laughs) What a novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) And, and don't be a sloth. Like those are like, those are actually, and, and they're across actually many faith traditions. So it's amazing how getting grounded in something that isn't work actually can, you know, whether it's meditation, you know what I mean? Like there, there are components that that make it bigger than yourself and bigger than the the email that you're trying to tackle right right that second. And I like that because again, there's so many things to pull out of it, whether religious, not religious, you have a different yeah. religion, whatever the case may be. There's just so many things that you're saying that I think resonates with so many people. Again, not hustling, giving yourself that break, um, you know, not begging, all these things that let, letting life happen and embracing it because life's going to happen, right? Pandemic's gonna happen, recession's gonna happen pain's going to happen. So it's, you know, what are you doing in the in-between? I think that's what we talk about a lot is like when you're talking about business and when I'm talking about self-care is that life's going to happen. So what is your reaction going to be? Cause that's on you. You know, it's interesting. So self-care and, and, and self-care is fantastic. We all need, and when we say self-care, we need that day off. We need, you know, that long shower, we need exercise. Um, and it's interesting that another thing that I've noticed is, self-care can quickly become self-obsession. And it's one of those things where, you know, the more we're really, you know, it's, there's, there's no wonder why when we're feeling bad about ourselves, it actually sometimes is really therapeutic to pour out. And, and, you know, and so that's another thing, another thing that yes, self-care, but then also let's just, let's get off of ourselves too. You know what I mean? And, And make it about, let me pour out a little bit because that's also going to be Cause if, cause if everything is so, if this whole universe centers around me, that's a lot of pressure and you know what I mean? It's, 
it's just a, it's a lot of pressure if everything is up to me. Well, I like that you brought that up because I think it's one of those things that self-care gets a bad rap, but where it's like being selfish and you only focus on yourself and that's not what it is. And what you're saying too is super, whether it's, you know, you can read any psychology yeah. book or any yeah. research book or any Bible, it's a lot about community. There's been so many researches and studies done. And like I said, in the Bible, not in the Bible, wherever yeah. you're, whatever book yeah. you're picking up, they're in both saying, when you give to others, you are receiving. Right. And you know, about back to self-care, you have to have a, a sufficiently full cup to pour out. Yes. You know, yes. you carry your own backpack, you carry your own load. Yes. So it's, it's just like that full circle. Aaron, this is so fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the lightning round, what is the one thing you want the listeners to take away from today? That's a good question. Um, you know what? This isn't even just all encompassing what we've talked about, but it's sort of it's sort of a tie into what we just talked about. And it's actually um, there's a book called Boundaries because I think um, that I really love. It's by Dr. Cloud and um, Dr. Henry Cloud. And so it sort of just like just ties it all up nice in a bow about because I also think people take on too much of other people's stuff sometimes. And so. I really just want to hit home what we just said is just carry your own load and make sure you're not, you know, when we help other people, make sure we're helping other people in a season where they really need our help, but don't carry their everyday backpack for them. Because that, if you start carrying other people's backpacks that they're supposed to be carrying every day, that's where, you know, you take it, you take on way more and that stress is just going to be too heavy. Oof. All right. I got to hit home what you just said. The one piece that you said that I think is so powerful is to, I'm going to butcher it now because I'm now overthinking it. Yeah. Do they actually, is this the season they actually need help? And I think a lot of times as caregivers, as women, as um, people that just want to support other people, someone's sad in our life, someone's upset in our life, someone's frustrated in our life. And we stop everything going, oh, let me take that on when they might not need it or, or want it. And that's a big pill to swallow, you know? So I absolutely brought that up. I wish we had more time because I think that's just like another like hour episode, but that is so powerful in the sense that we tend to want help, even though others don't want help. And it's not because they're drowning because they're not, they are processing they are processing what they're going through and they might not even know what help they need. So I, I love that you brought that up because I think it's something that we tend to do, especially if we feel we're at a more grounded spot or we've been through it or we just have that over caring, not over caring, but we just want, we don't want them to be in pain. Right. So, right. yeah. So thank you so much for bringing that part up. But before I let you go, I did warn you about the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's get started. Where are my questions? One second. Okay. What was your favorite subject in school? Math. Oh, <laughs> always worked out. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Lately, I'm on like a weightlifting and protein kick, which is great because then you're never you're never hungry. So I'm actually gonna say I'm actually gonna say protein bars. You know what? I found some protein bars that I actually really like, and I oh, I suggest them too. Um, yeah, that's it's what's good. your 
What's your favorite? I know the questions normally come this way, but I want to know your favorite. There's this one that Trader Joe's Trader Joe's sells, and it's it's to me it's filling enough for a snack. I wouldn't say it's a meal replacement protein yeah. bar, but for me, when, because I drive a lot, it's a good quick snack. So there's one that Trader Joe's sells that I really like. So yeah. Um, what was your least favorite job? Oh gosh. Um, that's a really good question. I actually didn't like a lot of jobs. I would say <laughs> waiting tables probably. Really? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Love it. I was a bartender for 15 years. So we'll have, we'll have to swap stories one day. Um, what do you wish you learn sooner? Probably that lesson about how clawing isn't gonna, is really not, not the way to do it. It's just, you know, let the, let the effortless things happen that are gonna, that are gonna transpire from your, from your consistent activity. Love it. What's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Probably something that doesn't come naturally to me. Like since I am, I am wired to hustle if someone compliments like, oh, you're so compassionate with that person or you're, you know what I mean? Like something that I don't feel like comes naturally or, you know, you're, you're being such a good mom in this moment. I'm like, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Oh, Aaron, I'm super grateful you made time out today. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me, Jess.